Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Originating from the Mary Public Library Community Podcast Studio, my name is Randy Bigley, and this is Ohio Health's time to be with us this month. And I have Dr. Jose Valet with me. Good morning, Jose. Good morning. Good morning, Dr. Valet. Uh, we're gonna I'm gonna first start off by letting you introduce yourself, and, and if people don't know who they are, who you are. Uh, uh, hi, Randy. Uh, I'm a general surgeon. Who, uh, I've been working uh, here in Marion, Ohio, for golly, going on thirty years, um, and uh, my practice is quite broad, from uh, quite a bit of vascular and endovascular interventions to uh, uh, endoscopy, uh, and of course, uh, basic uh, general surgery such as hernias and. Uh, and God bless uh, cancer surgery as well. Uh, as you will know, Ohio Health is part of the MD Anderson uh, Cancer Network nationwide, coast to coast, Canada to Mexico, and we are uh, MD Anderson certified uh, institution, so uh, we uh, provide those services as well. So I do play uh, quite a bit of instruments uh, in, in Ohio Health. Mm-hmm. In the, and, and you're really passionate about health and fitness, aren't you? I, I am. Uh, you know, uh, all my life I've been. Uh, a gym rat, if you want to call it. You know, I'm a short little guy, kind of slow. So, you know, I got I got to uh, to dress up in high school a couple times, but it was like a mercy dress up. You know, I'll be in the bench <laughs> looking at the, at the at the taller, faster, uh, nicer looking guys than me play JV and, and varsity. Uh, but uh, that passion of uh, for working out and trying to be as fit as possible has never left me, and uh, and I like to. Th- tell people that that is like my 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 therapy that's how i decompress that's how i relax that's how i meditate and center myself by working out and uh working out uh and studying uh, the science of fitness has uh, led me through a a rabbit hole of 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 a wealth of knowledge that sadly shamefully actually is not taught in medical schools uh, curriculums or residency uh, programs and, and it should be because there's a wealth of knowledge out there that we medical specialists do not use mm-hmm. and we should now you, this is this time of year where, where people are you know they made their new year's resolutions or whatever to to stay healthy or you know or just say hey i'm, I'm just going to be healthier what are some what are some you know points you can give somebody if, they, if they're if they're thinking you know because we all do it i do it all the time like yeah 2020 is going to be the year right right i know everybody's hung over from the uh holidays uh turkey the stuffing celebrating <laughs> yeah. alcohol well why not i mean that's what holidays are for of course and then everybody after gets you know that hungover and that guilty feeling that oh my god what happened to me? Where does this 10, 15, 20 pounds came from? So there's, uh, I, I got to do something. Well, you know, it's never never about time to start. Uh, I always like to tell people, sure, I mean, uh, holidays are, are, are there for a reason. They're there to, to, to recenter our life or our psychology, to reconnect with friends and family. It's okay to, to go out, have fun, eat up mm-hmm. a little too much. Uh, but then, uh, of course, then we have to recenter ourselves in healthy habits and... Uh, and gosh, I mean, uh, we could talk for hours now, so you probably need to restrict <laughs> that question and make it a little bit more specific. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> As to what we can do to get yeah. to get out of the holiday blues. 
Yeah, like, like, what would you, what would you do? This guy tell, like, if somebody was interested in changing the whole way that they eat, mm-hmm. what, what would you suggest? Okay, well, the first thing is, uh, I, I, I need to take a good look at at, at the person and mm-hmm. question and see exactly what is their starting point. Are we talking about someone who's reasonably fit, healthy, strong, who has good habits and just gained 10, 15 pounds during the holidays? Well, really nothing, really. Just go back to what you were doing before. And next year, when the holidays come, just expect it. Plan for it. Make it your cheat week, if you will, and understand that it's going to happen. Now, if on the other hand we have someone that, uh, that has a couple of health problems, say, for example, someone who's overweight on a chronic basis, uh, well, you know, that's, that's, you need probably something a little bit more radical. And the first thing that I would tell a human being like this that asks for my, my help is you need to have well-defined goals. You need to have, you need to know where you're going because if you don't, like Yogi Bear, I used to say, you will never get there in the first place. So are you looking for weight loss, which is usually what most people talk about? Are you looking for more fitness? Are you looking for uh, psychological reasons to center yourself like a yoga type of a situation where you derive the benefits of working out in, in, in the endorphin high, so to speak, the, the runner's high, so to speak? And once they, uh, the patient voices exactly what is it they're looking for, patient or athlete, athlete-to-be, then we can come up with a more... Uh, a plan, with, with a more rational plan based on their needs uh, and in particular uh, situation. Um, so let's say, you know, weight loss. People, let's, let's go back to weight loss. You sure. Because you know, mm-hmm. that's what I hear all the time. You know, I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. And, you know, we all want to lose weight nowadays because, as we all know, sadly, we are becoming larger and larger uh, on a yearly basis. And uh, you, we probably need to understand why are we getting larger why 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 the nation as a whole is becoming heavier and larger and uh, um, you can get the 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 complex uh, multi-factor factorial answer uh, which is usually a load of excuses as to why we're getting larger or you can go back to the root of the problem and that is that we truly really as a nation we were not obese to the late 70s early 80s and I challenge anybody who's listening to this podcast, go get an old movie, a movie made in the 60s or 70s, and look how people look then. Or, you know, use your fingers, get in your computer keyboard, and start searching for pictures of a crowd in a ball game, football game, what have you, 50s, 60s, 70s, and then compare them to a crowd or to a movie made in the 90s and 2000s, and look at the difference uh, between the girth of people back then and now. And uh, I would say that there was a landmark event that happened actually in 1977, but truly became official in 1980, and that was the uh, USDA's uh, guidelines for nutrition. Uh, there was a, uh, a committee uh, uh, chaired by Senator McGovern, uh, I don't remember now, South or, or North Dakota, uh, and it was geared towards trying to find a way to guide Americans to eat healthy, be healthy, have less heart attacks, have less chronic disease, and what have you. And from that committee came the uh, foot pyramid of the USDA, mm. which you may remember from the olden days, which has this big, broad base of lots of carbohydrates, uh, cereal, grains, uh, juices, fruits, what have you, and then so on and so forth. And at the very tippy top of the pyramid, you had meat and a little bit of fat. 
Well, you know, we were we thought we were doing bad in the seventies until that pyramid got published, but then things really got out of control after that. And what happened is that the government says that to the public and says that to the uh, food uh, um, to the food producers and uh, manufacturers, and then they all uh, get into this mad scramble to oh my god. Fat is bad, we need to carb up. We need to eat most of our calories and carbs. And they had to retool and they have to come up with a whole series of new food items, which I call really frankenfoods. Uh, Snagwells was the first one that came out of that uh, uh, food pyramid. You know, these are foods that didn't exist till then. They're, they're completely factory made, they're artificial. You don't find them in a tree, you don't find them underground, you don't find them in an animal. And what they'll share in common is that they're very rich in sugar. They're very sugary. Why is that? Because when you make things low fat, in all honesty, they taste horrible. So the only way to make them taste good enough is to spike them heavily with sugar and or salt until you find that bliss point that food industry talks about. Well, when you do that, sure, you cannot just eat one, a chip, uh, snack well, you name it, an Oreo, so on and so forth. All those artificial frankenfoods that come in a box, in a bag or a can. And next thing we know is that we're definitely not eating just one, and we're definitely getting bigger, sicker, and more heart disease affected when the whole goals of these guidelines were the complete opposite. That, in my opinion, is really the base and the foundation of this problem. So... Let me go back to the question, which is what do I tell someone that is overweight and want to lose weight? First thing is step away from manufactured foods and go back to eating real natural foods the way God made them. Something that comes from a tree, something that comes from an animal, something that comes from the ground, not from a box, a bag, or a can. That is fundamental, simple, and important first step that anybody needs to take in that situation. What do you think of the, the fad diets are out there? Uh, you know, you name it, uh, <laughs> like <laughs> grapefruit diet or South Beach <laughs> yeah. diet or, or this diet or, you Paleo know. Paleo and, uh, yeah. Well, you know, yeah, but they, they, there's always going to be a fad out there. And beware of them. Beware of them because obviously what people that are publishing those diets are after is your buck, not exactly your health. Uh, if the diet in question, if the fat in question is heavily based on real food, then I'll probably give it the benefit of the doubt. If the fat in question is based on shakes, supplements, uh, things that come in a box, some things that have shelf life, I probably just won't even pay attention to it. Uh, a lot of those fat diets are truly not fat. You know, look at paleo diet, for example. You know, what those people are trying to do is trying to recreate the way that either we evolved to eat or that God created us to eat, you know, depending which side of the aisle you're sitting. Uh, and I think that's a really noble undertaking. And you can pretty much boil down a paleo diet to, once again, eating real food. It comes from a tree, comes from an animal, or comes from the ground without processing, without factories, without preservatives, without sugar. That's fine. You cannot do wrong. Where people that uh, preach paleo diet getting in, in fights with between themselves and, and, and other people in those in that side of the aisle, people who want to be fit and healthy, is that they really cannot make their mind as to how much plants should be in that type of diet. Um, you know, some people argue that, you know, well, cavemen were just hunting. They were hunters and gatherers, so they were eating large game, 
And for about four to six weeks a year, they would stumble onto berries and fruits, and then that's what they would eat. And they had no agriculture, so they had no no wheat, no bread, no corn, nothing like so. So obviously, we don't want to eat those things. Uh, and that's fine, you know. And then, but then some people say, well, you know, we've probably been uh, cultivating land a little bit longer than what we think. So eating greens, eating grains, and so on and so forth can be part of a paleo diet as well. And And people get they drown in semantics and start fighting over little things that really don't matter. Once again, if it's natural, go for it. If it isn't, don't. So uh, I can't, I cannot criticize paleo diet. I think uh, their heart is in the right place, and you wouldn't do too bad if you do that. Now, keto diet, for example, that's probably the latest and the greatest fat out there. It is not a fat, and it's not new at all. <laughs> Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No I could probably argue that keto diet is actually the real paleo diet. Uh, you know, when you go brass tacks and, and, and try to go by the, by the fitness book or the dictionary or the medical book or the, or the cooking book, a keto diet is one that is uh, composed of mostly fats. Up 65-70% uh, of the diet comes from fat which most people raise their eyebrows when they, they hear that. Uh, I've tried it. It's not that easy to cook with that much fat, I'll tell you that. It's delicious, but it's not easy. Uh, once again, if you're trying to be a, 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 a caveman before we had agriculture and before we tilled the ground and you're hunting big game, you're going to hunt big game that is uh, large, fat, and you're going to eat the animal from nose to tail. And animals that are healthy in the wild are very fatty, especially if you eat the visceral component, which we don't do anymore. So I would argue that keto diet, if anything, is not a fat at all. It's actually the real paleo diet. But then, even then, okay, let's say that cavemen don't count, and then we're going to separate keto from from a paleo diet. Uh, keto's been around for a couple hundred years, you know, and there has been plenty of written literature. I could even argue that may, even the Romans described certain types of dieting that could be classified as keto. And uh, there was a very famous book published in the late 1800s in England by a fellow named Benting, who was an undertaker. And uh, this is a fellow who was obese. Uh, he weighed about 230-some pounds at the time, and he was miserable because uh, his joints hurt, uh, his belly hurt, his lower back hurt, and he tried it all. He tried diet and exercise. He tried eating a balanced diet. <laughs> uh, all those things that we talk about nowadays, nothing worked. But then this hack, it wasn't a hack. He was actually a very good <laughs> physician friend of him, uh, advised him to lay off the exercise and instead just eat steak and animals. And he did, and he lost an incredible amount of weight, and he was so grateful that he wrote his experiences. And this was a little pamphlet called uh, Letters on Corpulence. Um, and to this day, in very many regions of Europe and in Australia, when you go keto, you actually say, I'm going banting. And that comes from the 1800s, which means a high-fat, high-protein diet, staying away from sugar at all. So, yeah, keto's not new. It's not a fat. 
Uh huh. Go ahead. I'm talking with Dr. Jose Valet. He's a surgeon from Ohio Health, and we're talking about nutrition. You know, you talk about uh, we talked earlier about snacks and all that. What if someone is a fan of potato chips? What can they do as a substitute to say instead of eating that that nasty bag chip stuff? What would you suggest that someone eat instead that maybe uh, it would help them out a little bit? Yeah. So uh, I'm glad you brought <laughs> potato chips. Potato chips are actually the devil's food. Uh, these <laughs> potato <laughs> right. chips are. Are like, I like to tell people it is the perfect vegan diet because here you have a, a plant fried in artificial vegetable oil, all right? So it's, it's vegan squared, yeah. and yet nothing good comes out of it. So uh, definitely, you don't want to do that. Go back to what I said a couple minutes back. Stay natural, all right? If you want to eat, uh, if you need a snack, make sure that it comes that there's no intermediaries. That's mm-hmm. a little good way of saying it. Make sure there's not there's not a factory in between <laughs> the right. product and your mouth. So, uh, you know, we like that salty, crunchy flavor. Of course, it's very satisfying. Our brain is uh, uh, likes that. And they design it to be that way too. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I know they know the bliss point. They know the exact same combination between carbohydrates, uh, sodium, and sugar to make you reach for another one. But then Mother Nature, Mother Nature, you know, what they're truly trying to ape, if you think about it, would be like a pork rind. Pork rind is a phenomenal snack. If you want to go paleo or keto, uh, it will satisfy you. Has a little bit of sodium. It's fatty, delicious, has a crunchy flavor, and it will kill your appetite after a couple. That's what they say, at least not in my case. I can eat the whole bag of <laughs> I love, <laughs> pork I love rind. it myself too, yes. So, yeah. But yeah. that, for example, that would be a very good substitution. And uh, everything that has sugar obviously can't, cannot be used as a snack. And, uh, you know, you're talking about, oh, I'm going to have a banana or an orange. Well, you know, if you're obese and you want to lose weight, that's not the way to go about it. Keep in mind fructose, which is the deadly sugar, the sugar that really destroys us human beings and makes us obese and gives us cirrhosis, comes from fruits. That's why it's called fructose. So. And then uh, fruits is, fruits is another, another item that I tell people you want to stay away from if you want to lose weight. Because the problem with fruits nowadays is that we humans are phenomenal at generic engineering and selective breeding. So when you grab an orange today, this day and age from the grocery store, that orange didn't exist. I'll probably argue 50 years back, maybe not even 30 or 20 years back. It's been bred to be luscious, delicious, huge, super sweet, <laughs> yeah. so that you eat one and then come for another one. So <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> Not only that, when you think at, at, at the caveman that we came from, you know, the, the ancestor that we came from, mm-hmm. when those guys had access to something like an orange, they only had access uh, for about four weeks a year during harvest, and that's it. And you know what? Once again, God put things on this earth that are really good and wholesome for us, and we need to really make good use of them. Fruits are one, but think how things used to be in the olden days. You know, you know winter's coming. It's going to be a bad season. It's going to be really cold. You're not going to have anything to hunt, or hunting is going to be tight for the next couple months. And all of a sudden, you happen to walk into an orchard of, of, of you know, oranges, a grove, uh, berries, whatever. You pick out, you eat up till you're sick. You, you, you know, you, you go at it. God bless your heart, you know, that caveman will survive winter mm-hmm. because all that fruit gets converted into fat. Then you store it. You're like a bear hibernating, so to speak. So it is a very good and adaptive find 
finding that, not only finding it, but then liking it. It's like, oh my God, I'm going to eat this whole thing. That kept you alive. The problem is that right now, they're not here four weeks a year. They're here 24 seven. Right. And I mean, when you're eating oranges and raspberries in February, Houston, we have a problem. That shouldn't be. Now, do you recommend tracking your 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 uh, calorie intake, your food I, intake? I do, you know. And then once again, it depends on the patient. Let's say that you have someone who is uh, who is obese, you know, what I call a metabolic patient that comes and wants to change that. Well, the first thing I, I tell them is, well, okay, you're in a hole. Let's stop digging. So let's stop, let's lay off the sugar and let's eat natural. All right. So by changing the components of the diet and going to a natural, be it paleo, be it keto, what have you. Uh, you're probably going to eliminate most of the problems, 80% of it. At that stage of the game, I tell them, you don't need to track what you eat. Eat till you're satisfied, all right? Once we get off the sugar addiction, once we shed those first 15, 20 pounds that people experience when they switch to either a meat-based diet, a keto diet, or a paleo diet, then we need to start tracking what we eat. Then we probably want to, I, I tell them, uh, I tell people, that's like, Changing and your diet and going away from sugar is like uh, pre-K and kindergarten. Once you fix that problem, then we're going to go to elementary school. And that's when you start tracking how, how much you want to eat uh, or how much you should be eating, for example. And uh, then they will they will lose a couple, 10, 50 more, you know, feel a little better, feel, you know, energetic enough to, to start working out and do other things. And then we can probably go to intermediate school and high school, which is body composition, trying to modify the percentage of body fat and how much muscle they have. So yes, I advise them to do that. It just has to be appropriate for whatever stage of life they happen to be. Do you, re- do you recommend any apps for, for uh, food tracking and exercise? Yeah, there's 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 a million out there. Uh, can I even say them? I mean, yeah, go I, ahead. Yeah. I mean, I, I, nobody's giving me money for this, all <laughs> right? I have no no interest, uh, but probably the easiest app to use will be my fitness pal. That's uh, the one I have. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's uh, Under Armour. It has the Under mm-hmm. Armour logo in it. So, you know, I use it myself. Uh, now, my fitness pal, there's a lot of bad things about it because it, it it tries to give you advice as to what you should eat. I would tell people, use it as a good tracker. It, it it's, if you, it's like, once again, if you don't know where you're going, you're never going to get there. So it's a really good way to track the, how many calories you're putting down if you reach that point in life. But then the app will give you advice that you truly don't need, like you're eating too much fat, you're eating too much protein, maybe you're eating too little carbs and so on and so forth, because the way the app is geared is for the traditional balanced foot pyramid diet advice. So I use it for tracking calories. Don't The rest of the advice that it gives you, don't pay any attention pay to t- it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, final thing, Dr. Ho- Dr. Uh, Dr. Valley. <laughs> If there's one thing you could do to be healthier, what would you tell somebody? What's the one thing that, that they should do to be healthier? Okay. The single most important thing I would tell someone that wants to be healthier is get good sleep. That is definitely the foundation. I would not tell them, let me tell you the negatives, all right? I would not tell them eat a balanced diet. I would not tell them exercise more. <laughs> 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 which is which? A lot of people probably start, would, are, or, or, don't complain when you say that, right? I would I would not tell them eat five or six servings of fruits and vegetables per day. If, 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 notice that what I'm giving you actually is like the it, it, common the the 
common knowledge mm-hmm. advice for losing weight. So no, what I would tell you first and foremost is get a good night of sleep. Probably, and that is uh, overlooked. Uh, in our society nowadays, we sleep very little. Everybody's uh, looking at computer screens all day long. Everybody's drinking energy drinks to late in the afternoon. Then everybody wants to have a nightcap of alcohol before going to bed. Then everybody has a TV in their bedrooms. Uh, then everybody's on the go and is looking at their phones and looking at their Snapchat and Facebook and what have you. All those things keep us awake. We go to bed wired. We don't sleep. While we sleep is very poor quality and we wake up wired. And there is a wealth of evidence out there, really good quality science, which is very reproducible, that proves without a shadow of a doubt that the less hours of sleep you spend per night, the more weight you will accumulate, the higher your blood pressure will be, and the more of those chronic bad diseases you will get, such as diabetes and heart disease and cancer. So that is really, and people people look at me like I'm like on drugs, like, no, honest to God. That, look back, see how many hours of sleep you do, and truly the single most important thing you can do for your health is to sleep as close to eight hours or more as possible. Mm-hmm. And not only that, that's actually the easiest hack for losing weight. Don't ask me why, don't ask me why, but that is once again a fact that is reproducible. The more hours of sleep you, do, you, you have or you put down every night, the more weight you lose, and the opposite is true as well. The less hours of sleep you, you put in, the heavier you will get. Well, Dr. Valley, thank you so much for all this great information today. Yeah, sorry, I talk too much. I get a little too excited, and then I keep going. So I hope I help, and um, you know where to find us in Ohio Health for whatever um, needs you may have. God forbid. I hope nobody gets sick, but we're there for you guys. Thank you so much. All right, welcome. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.